Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Onside Kicks. We're going to be talking today about uh, fancy football. So it's a massive uh, kind of gateway into uh, the NFL for a lot of team, a lot of people. Um, they might have friends that are interested in fancy. They might have a group they've been added into and some people get added in and whatever stage you're at in your NFL journey, you might have absolutely no idea what's going on or you might be a seasoned fantasy footballer uh so we're gonna hopefully uh touch on a little bit for everybody um i'm here with ken so just the two of us here this evening uh two lonely lonely figures here on the on Every, everyone else is is crunching the numbers with the upcoming uh draft in our own league uh, we're was- the only ones who who knew enough that we could we could leave the books alone for a few minutes I'd say we're the only ones stupid enough to give away all our secrets and hot <laughs> <laughs> our hot tips. Uh, yeah, sure. Look, we'll get straight into it. We're not going to uh, hang around too long tonight. Um, we won't spend too long in your ears. But uh, yeah, I suppose the first thing we'll do is just start briefly for like any beginners out there. For any, I suppose if you're new to fantasy and you're not quite sure what's going on, maybe you're only after doing it for a year. Maybe you're only trying to get into it this year and you're drafting this week. Um, I suppose the first thing to touch on is there's kind of two main sites for fancy, isn't there, Ken? There's kind of two places you can go for it. Yeah, I suppose the, the only one we've kind of dealt with um, is the official NFL one. And yeah. they, they run a good service there. Uh, what's the other one you, you were kind of... Um, ESPN do one as well, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, like you said, we, we mostly just draft off of the NFL.com site and they have a, quite a the good app. app. The app is brilliant and uh, it's, it's just very streamlined. Uh, you can't go too far wrong with the NFL one if you're starting off. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, so like I said, we mostly work off that one. Um, I suppose along with Red Zone, it's it, it's a very, very good way of getting to know players um, with regards to when you're getting into the NFL for the first time, isn't it? Yeah, um, I suppose like... We're, we think we've spoken about before, we're, we're coming up to 10, 11 years of watching the NFL and almost the entire journey has been us picking fantasy teams. And at the start there, that was guys, goes, us known guys maybe in the first, second round. And after that, you're absolutely winging it. But yeah. as the year goes on, you get to know guys. Like even as, as a Jets and a, a Patriots fan, myself and Bill probably wouldn't see a massive amount of the NFC. We'd most, see mostly pay attention to the AFC. And next thing you pick up one or two teams, uh, I find a few Washington lads who I find very interesting that I, I wouldn't necessarily cross my my radar. Uh, so it's always a good it's always a good watch. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely um, a good way of getting to know players. Like you said, when I first I might have known the even just the first round guys the first year I started, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, after me, even just one season of doing it, you, you're. You're keeping an eye on it, especially if you have a few bob on the on the league, <laughs> or, or if it comes down to that your team is doing well, you obviously stay more in, in a. That that's essential. I think you've hit on a proper thing, even if it's only twenty quid. Get everyone in the league to throw twenty quid down because there's nothing worse than someone giving up, and they hammer you at the start of the year because everyone is fit. But it gets to the stage that they're missing three or four guys, and next thing other lads are steamrolling them. Um, so just keep it interesting with a few bob always. We never condone too much gambling, but I don't think 20 <laughs> uh, euro will will that's because that's what happens to me every year with the fucking um the fancy Premier League. I like I've stopped doing it the last two years because I just I get into teams and I don't have any kind of invest, you know, I don't have any vested interest, so I don't 
and I kind of just sick of watching soccer as well. So I um I just kind of tune out by ten games in, and at least this is kind of a it's a shorter season. You can you can kind of stay stay in it for longer, I suppose. Well, what is interesting too, and if most guys here will be, if, if you know experience of the fantasy NFL, you probably come across the fantasy uh, Premier League. You only have one player um, in terms of if someone like Patrick Mahomes is selected by Bill, no one else in the league can have him. You draft and most people are going to be running drafts, um, which, which keeps it pretty interesting. Yeah. If he gets hurt, it's not going to be missing for five guys. Like in the Premier League at the moment, everyone's going to be adding Haaland or finding a way to do it. That's not the case in fantasy NFL. It's whoever is lucky enough to get him in the draft, but then they don't pick for maybe another half round and a half. So it, it, it balances out generally. Yeah, I've seen um because obviously the person who picks first is a I won't say an advantage. Like it is an advantage. You get the probably your first and best player, and if you're picking in the top five as opposed to picking twelfth, let's say it's a massive advantage. So I know some people uh, like to come up with creative ways to figure out how. Uh, <laughs> How you draft? So I was in one group there. Um, was it two years ago? And they uh, they raced Woodlice to see who, yeah. would the, who would get the first pick. So for anyone in that group that's listening, uh, you know who you are. Um, so yeah, just moving on to the, I suppose there's a couple of different formats that you can do. So PPR is a is a is a kind of a term that you'll hear a lot if you're just getting into it and someone who's new to it might not necessarily know what PPR is. Uh, it's just points per reception. So that kind of changes it a little bit. Um, it, more. It, yeah, there, there's a few players it really changes the game for. Uh, I, I suppose the best illustration will be comparing someone like Jefferson to someone like Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase might only catch three balls in a game, but two of them could be going for long touchdowns. Mm. whereas Jefferson could have 13, 14, 15 catches on an amazing day. And, and each one of those catches is a point. Even if he catches them for a loss, like he's 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 gaining the uh, point for the reception, but losing point one for the yard he lost. So yeah, um, And that can really add it. Where that adds amazing value is to pass catching t- uh, running backs become yeah. incredibly valuable. McCaffrey, McCaffrey Najee Harris had a, had a couple of wonderful games last year from that perspective. And it totally alienates other running backs who are just plotters. Um, we don't actually play that one. We're, we're pretty traditionalist. Uh, we're, yeah, we. I go. I don't even know what we call our one. I just. I call it normal. It's just rules. it's it's yeah. standard format. Yeah. Just standard format. Um, yeah, we play standard. So uh, I mean, whatever your the commissioner decides. So each each league will have a commissioner, and he decides to lay out the rules, or, or she decides to lay out the rules and uh, the format of the league. Um, the standard, the setup even can be can be changed by the commissioner. So, like a standard setup would be a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then what's called a flex position, which can be a running back, tight end, or wide receiver, and then uh, a defense and a kicker. So you can kind of jazz it up there on that front as well if you want. But uh, for the most part, I think a lot of people play with the with the kind of standard setup. Um, yeah, the, 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 what's that? Yeah, I'm just saying kind of the only things that commissioners really need to be aware of in t- is terms of maybe some things a rookie might make a mistake with. Never, ever, ever play the last game of the season. Ever, for any reason. Yes, yes. There's and always... Why is that? This is a good point. Well, well, teams who have already qualified might rest players um, or teams who are gunning for the top draft pick mightn't try at all. Um, 
so always set it that the final is the second last week. So week 17 in the league now, or yeah. is it week 18? Whatever the, the change is, never ever yeah. play the last game of the season. Because your final could be just a total guessing game then, because like if, like you said, if someone's clinched first place, like the Buccaneers, yeah, we, we, then yeah, we'd say the team he, is rested like. Yeah, you you could have you could have Brady and and someone else as your your starters, and next thing they're they're missing for the final game of the season. Yeah, there's one other way or one other um, interesting thing that I only we only started doing last year uh, with a different group. I mean, not our anti kicks group, um, but the dynasty league. So basically, we we drafted with a different group last year, and uh, you hold on to your players. So. We, we all did a draft last year, um, and then at the end of last year, sorry, the start of this year, we had to drop four players, and we got to uh, do what's called a rookie draft then. So I have the exact same setup as I had last year, only I pick four players to get rid of, and then we draft for, you can pick obviously the rookies, or you can pick some players that have been released by other teams if you want. But you, you, you're into the hardcore NFL fans, but yeah, yeah, you're, so, you're drafting dynasties. My so so I suppose recommendations for a beginner would be kind of find a find a commissioner who knows what he's doing first and foremost. Um, and I suppose normal rules are probably be a good place to start. I reckon rather than yeah, the standards. Uh, something else that we kind of fell into the trap with as kind of new players with fantasy football was picking the likes of quarterbacks in the first round yeah um i remember I, I, yeah i picked peyton manning in the first round my my year because you just doesn't think i know him <laughs> yeah, yeah well he, that was it now in fairness his first game i think he actually scored 50 points i know and that I was guy like, I, I i was literally dancing a jig it was amazing um <laughs> now i think i lost uh i lost 110 65 or something uh the rest of the guys didn't pull their weight but it, it was literally a matter of if someone's drafting now and they pick mahomes first oh mahomes is the best in the league i'm going to pick him that's not the case and we, we'll talk about strategies now but that's something never ever be the moth to the flame in terms of picking the top quarterback at the start of a fantasy draft because the premium on positions and the difference between quarterbacks isn't that much, Bill. Um, even the likes of Derek Carr there, who's probably not an, uh, an elite quarterback, will still put up stupid stats. Yeah, I suppose it brings us a nice little um, turn into what where we're going next with this. I suppose for more, this is probably for everybody who's listening, uh, beginners and kind of more more uh, seasoned fantasy footballers, um, I suppose the different approaches you can take with regards to drafting and tactics. Um, like we're not going to talk too much about like managing your team throughout the league, but more so focus on the draft side of things at the start of it, picking your team. Because um, a lot of team, a lot of leagues are drafting this week with the NFL st- around the corner. Um, so like Ken said, I suppose the big beginner trap to fall into is like, oh, I know that guy and he's the best. I've heard about him, like Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, that's it's not really the way to go. Um, like Ken said, the reason is like some of the best quarterbacks are, are yeah, they, they have absolutely star weeks where they get loads of points. But uh, someone like a Kirk Cousins or a, Trevor Lawrence or two uh, might. But, but but even my approach last year, I took Stafford. I think he was in the eighth or ninth round. Yeah. And Stafford just, he was a couple of down weeks, but he just put the most solid of weeks. Yeah. Every and and you'll, pick, you'll pick up guys like that that will have them solid weeks and do a job for you. 
Matt Ryan was Matt, always that guy for me. Yeah, I think the, the big the big thing is the divergence between the, the really good guys and the, the really kind of the average guys, let's say, is not as big as it is at other positions, which is why you shouldn't yeah. start with a quarterback. Um, yeah, that, that, that's very fair. So where would you start, Ken? Um, well, I, I, I've... I've depends gone on where, depends yeah, on where you're picking, really. Like in, in the first round, the last two years. So two years ago, I drafted Barkley, and he 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 blew out his knee like a week in or two weeks in, and that, that's that, just bad luck. Like he was he was flying. But, but the following year, then I think it was tenth overall, and Barkley was fit, and the exact same rubbish they're coming out with McCaffrey now. They pumped for the whole summer. They're like, oh, he's going to be the best. He's going to be back. Barkley last year. I think if the Giants had thrown a jersey on me, I'd have been as effective. Like he he was he, he he was dire. Um, so I would worry about even the likes of Derrick Henry there. Father time has to come for Derrick Henry fairly soon. Like these boys, it's amazing. They just go over the hill in the blink of an eye. It's not like the likes of Tom Brady who can play for 20 years and 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 not really let up. Running backs are ground into powder by this league. The likes of Jonathan Taylor is buying away a fantastic running back. I love Derrick Henry, but Father Time might be coming. Dalvin Cook's a fantastic player with a with a good schedule, but Cook is always injured. Bill. So yeah, I, I I'd, uh, I'd say um like just sticking with tactics for now. We'll, we'll kind of go deeper on the players in, in a few minutes. Yeah, but, uh, I suppose like the big takeaway is if you're drafting in the first, let's say six. You probably want to take one of the elite running backs, which are the guys. But, but sorry, that that that's that's kind of where my tactics was coming yeah. in naming some of the players. There's a few of these guys that I'm I'm if I'm sitting on that number three or four, I, I'm probably sweating in terms of are they going to last the full season? Is this going to be the year where the big downturn happens? Mm-hmm. Like who who'd be your your three bulletproof players in the draft, just in terms of your strategy? I suppose, like, if you're drafting early, I'm looking straight to Jonathan Taylor anyway. Um, and then, are, are you anyway worried about the likes of McCaffrey? I'd be more worried about McCaffrey than Davin Cook, put it that way. I think, um, yeah, McCaffrey, that, Cook is in a good situation in Minnesota in that there's other strengths in the team aside from him that can kind of take yeah. pressure off. And, you know, if there's a run, if there's a strong wide receiving unit, um, defense is going to spread and try and cover that and not crowd the box as much. Whereas, like, I feel like, um, the the like Baker Mayfield doesn't exactly have the best of uh, Can he the, the, best of, the best of passing reputations at the moment or like targets cons- compared compare to Minnesota, is what I'm saying. So, um, yeah. like, McCaffrey you're probably- will be watched more than Cook will be, I reckon. Um, and also his injury list is as long as your arm, so he he can drop at any time. You're you're probably taking a running back in the top five or six anyway. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. I don't think you have the same level of elite. Remember a couple of years ago, you'd like to Julio Jones in his prime. You'd you'd uh, Antonio Brown in his prime. Yeah, there's not the I, same I, depth uh, I, or not the same. I suppose outrageous wide receiver who you just know is going to be productive uh, in yeah the, there's a lot of uh guys i suppose what we're saying here is like there's probably five maybe six running backs that once they're gone you don't really want to be wasting your first round pick on the next 
lads up in the running back list, you probably want to take one of the elite wide receivers after the top five or six go. Is that kind of... Yeah, like like even when you go below the likes of Eckler or even Najee Harris. I love Najee Harris. Like Nick Chubb, few injuries there. Alvin Kamara, um, his could be in seriously. And see, and see, the other thing is, like Nick Chubb is high up a lot of people's list, but Nick Chubb also has to carry kind of the whole team. With, he has to deal with Kareem Hunt as well, and and they have no wide receivers. And correct. And well, I suppose they they the lad come over from Dallas, but yeah. Um, and so, like, you have to look at that situation as well. Like, the, the, the elite guys are guys who are just going to be the bell cows. They're going to have the ball all the time. They're going to be on the pitch, three down backs. They're going to be not sharing uh, snaps. So, where you can get that information, I suppose, is um, Twitter. Uh, harsh or harsh experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or harsh experience, just learning from your mistakes. Well, one of the things that, that some people do now. A lot of people would if you're drafting a, a, a running back high is you draft the guy who's backing him up late on. Yeah, so like a good a good way of doing that would be like round 13, take Alexander Madison just in case Dalvin Cook gets injured because Madison, when he has come on, like has been has been a very, very good replacement for Cook when Cook goes down injured. Um I'm not sure who the backup for uh, for Christian McCaffrey is, but I remember it was um, oh, I can't remember his name now. We've, we've a bit of research before Thursday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's a good tactic with regards to kind of if you do back one of the real stud running backs, and you're like, you know, if he goes down, your team is fucked. Um, you probably want to be looking late round to pick up uh, one, you know, the ready-made replacement for whoever your guy is. Um, and look, it's, re- it's, re- it's really the late round in, in where fantasy football is won. Yeah. Like we, one of the guys in our league, uh, I think I, I lost the final last year. Like I, I did quite well late on picking the likes of Cooper Cup who's coming off an injury. But the guy who bet me had taken Jamar Chase late on and sat on him for a few weeks. The next thing he exploded. Like it, it will be, there's, a, there, there's elements to look to it too. You can pour over the books all you like, but there's yeah. always one or two guys who burst through and just give you that extra bit of oomph. Yeah, uh, it's no, a crack like a kind of a a tactic I've gone for a few years and uh, it worked well a few years. It really depends on where I'm drafting. Uh, it's called RB zero, whereby I kind of just stack up on elite wide receivers early because in general people go for the the running backs. Now the the big issue with that is you're kind of banking on number one. You're kind of you're you're resigned to the fact that you're taking less good running backs because you're stacked a wide receiver and you're going probably round one, round two wide receiver and then looking in round three because obviously after round one, most people will go looking for a wide receiver. So if you uh, you can, there's no point taking it in round two, you might as well go as far as round three to take your next running back. But also in doing that, you really, really, really have to be on your game throughout the season where if anyone goes down injured, you just have to be on your game and snap up the next guy up. Uh, and that's how you kind of stay on top of the running back situation then because you know the guys you're starting with aren't going to be uh, producing an awful lot of points. Whereas, you know, once a guy goes down injured or gets suspended or whatever, you, you're basically, you just need to be first to pounce on the on the, uh, the the next replacement for that person. So, you know, that's another way of going about it. A lot of other people, I suppose, one really... Um, topical um, area for with regards to tactics is uh, the tight end position 
there's a few like there's a massive difference between the top tight ends and the average like it draw it falls off a cliff very early like doesn't it it's like yeah, there, there, there's no like realistically with a tight end you're praying for if you have a nine so the score is generally six points for a touchdown and one point for 10 yards if you're getting nine ten points from your tight end you're singing yeah but realistically you're probably getting between four and seven four and eight every single week and if they add the touchdown after that, you're you're absolutely over the moon. Tight end is so unpredictable. There, there's some tight ends, they might as well be wide receivers. Um, the likes of your Kittle, um, Mark Andrews is phenomenal. But after that, it's a crapshoot, really. It's it's it, you could you could vanton. Like New England yeah. last year, your man actually turned into a decent receiving tight end uh hunter, is it? Yeah, Hunter Henry. Um, but, yeah, I feel like if you miss out on the like the probably ten guys at the top of that list of people's lists, you you probably should be looking to late late rounds to pick up anyone anyone else because they're they're all likely to be coming in with two pointer point two point games here and then an eight pointer and then they might come out with one or two double digit games and like but, but even kind of a crapshoot like you said. To look at last year, Bill, there's a couple of us took the like to Dalton Schultz and uh, Godard either picked him up on waivers or signed him in round 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And they ended up being as effective as anyone. Yeah, I think, um, and, like, and like, like I said, and like you just said, like being active in free agency and in the waivers, like being active and keeping an eye on things, who got injured, you know, you kind of, if you want to be good at, at fancy, like it's, it's mostly like, yeah, your first round picks, in general, your first round picks will work out unless you get unlucky like you did with Barkley. But like, if you're active in free in the the waiver or, market and, and or whoever, but was it you took Antonio Brown the year before? Correct. A tremendous turn of events. But if you if you were to look at his like he'd six or seven years of being a top three performer at that position. Yeah. Like there was there was nothing there was nothing to say that that drop off the cliff you, you got stung as well for the New Orleans lad Michael Thomas Michael Thomas just decided not to play football was the best receiver in the league and then decided not to play football so you, you look you just get unlucky with some of your first round guys but I suppose um, how you counteract that is staying active in like for late round guys and also in free agency as the league goes on for the love of God when you're trading when you're drafting guys click on the player before you sign them because some players are out for the season. We we had a lad pick Cam Akers last year and he thought that he was fit. And Cam Akers had blown out his uh, Achilles the week they'd before. They wheel him into the end zone. Where, where this might factor, uh, I don't know if people have heard the news, but uh, Brian Robinson Jr. was just named the Washington running back, starting running back. Um, but he was actually shot over the weekend. Um, he's expected to make a full recovery, but he's obviously going to miss a, a bit of time from football. Yeah. Um. So stuff like that. Just just click on the players before you actually think, because it it'll come up on the bottom that this player has um done his hamstring or been shot. Um. So just to be aware of that. Yeah. Click on players to find out if they have been shot. Or <laughs> are currently being sued or charged? Well, with. well, in fairness, that's one that's, that might actually feature the likes of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, so, um, and actually, that's a good point. Like, there's a, there's a few guys who are pending suspensions, and uh, yeah, Kamara could be in serious legal jeopardy. Like, yeah, what's going on there again? Um, he he kicked some guy on the ground, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was, it, 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 the reports are it was a pretty brutal assault. Um, so I think there's charges pending. Um, so the NFL haven't stepped in yet because the NFL are very conservative um, in terms of their approach. But it looks like if, if, it, if it does proceed, he'd probably be suspended. Yeah. So that affects, obviously, his draft position too. Because someone who's not keeping up with that kind of news might say, oh, Kamara's available at round two, and you're like, I'll pick him. But like you have to be aware that he he's probably going to miss most of the season. Like he, I think is it is it he's tipped to like play the first maybe five or six games and then probably be suspended thereafter. Is it sure? But I, like if there's charges brought against him, he will be he'll be he'll be put on the commissioner's exemplist. Yeah, but that could happen tomorrow. Um, when are you taking a uh, white uh, quarterback, Bill? Um. Yeah, so I suppose the the big fancy quarterbacks are probably Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kyler Murray is a fair fancy machine and obviously Mahomes um, like after that you like there's there's a fair amount of like realistically if you're in a 12 team league like which most people will be a 10 or 12 team league like yeah yeah I, I think I think 10 is the sweet spot I think yeah 10 10 is 10 is ideal 12 is tough 12, the you're, wa- you're watching the practice squad correct and then well, 16 you might as well forget about 16 is is an absolute lottery um, so yeah, that's I suppose if you're starting a league, ten teams is probably where you want to be. So, like realistically, the top ten QBs, like eleven to nineteen, are probably just as good fantasy options as six to ten. Would you agree with that? Like, not not maybe not six to ten, but like definitely from the top eight, maybe. But I I'm gonna say I'm probably not. Going to waste an early pick any earlier than a fourth or fifth, even if 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 Josh Allen or someone big is still sitting there in round five, I might probably not Josh Allen. He'll be gone early, um, like probably third round. But well, what what you're in what you're in a position now is your rise of your running QPs. Yeah, and a quarterbacks get four points for a passing touchdown, and is it one point per twenty five yards passed or one point for fifteen yards passed? I can't remember. I think it's is it I think it could be 25. Yeah, I'm not sure no. exactly on the maths. Yeah. Um so for example, not if, much if, for if, their passing yards. I think they get 0.25 for every yard or something. So if if or is you it point have someone one, point one for a yard, sorry. If you have someone like Trey Lance, who's a running threat, and he's someone who could absolutely dominate in terms of running touchdowns. If he runs 40 yards and scores a touchdown, that's 10 points. If he passes 40 yards and scores a touchdown, it's probably six or seven points. And over the course of a match, that really adds up. I, I, I Anytime I had was a bit stuck last year, I was following the... Who's the backup for New Orleans? Hill, was it? Or oh, yeah. Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Absolutely rubbish cornerback or quarterback but he he was he was running for about 120 yards and two touchdowns a match which was giving me the guts of 20 points which is whatever so you're really money balling players sometimes yeah. um he's a, he's a, just a gap blocker um like everyone knows their their top ones you're russell wilson you're your joe burrow uh so you can't go too far around with the big name once round three or four is passed yeah um I suppose, yeah. Um, it's like an interesting question where to pick a QB. Um, I suppose it depends on at, at, at round three, 
I wouldn't be taking a QB. I think round four onwards is probably where you start looking. And if the guy isn't there in round four that you want, then I'd wait. Um, round five, if there's a guy you're thinking, you know, Patrick Mahomes might be there and you're thinking, maybe well, maybe not him, but, you know, someone might be there and you're thinking, oh, he's probably going to be more useful to my team than whatever's left the, at running back. Or, or, uh, the, the rounds are obviously scaled too. So if you have an eight-person league, yeah. That's going to come around a bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, it, it, that that uh, you'll have better players left in kind of uh, the mid rounds. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll we move on just kind of to not to wrap it up, but uh, to kind of focus on players to watch out for. Um, so who have you kind of pegged as like I'm probably going to be looking um, for this guy in terms of kind of rookies and that coming through. The 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 rookie. One sec. Yeah, sorry. So the, the rookies seem to be a bit better coming out. The likes of Jamar Chase, um, probably unheard of a few years ago in terms of coming out with that kind of ability. Yeah. Chris Olave looks very, very sharp um, coming into uh, New Orleans. Um, Burks coming into Tennessee is probably, is it their only weapon now? Yeah, since they got rid of AJ Brown, he's the he's the one t- or, uh, so he, Tannehill will be looking for. He'll be seeing quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of ball, and uh, I do think that the Jets running back, uh, Brees, Hall, Brees Hall is. I actually is, have him in my little list of lads to watch out for as well. Um, what he has, I know that they lost Beckton to he blew out his kneecap, but they replaced him with the Pro Bowler Dwayne Brown. So you've got five good O liners in front of Brees Hall, which is all a, a rookie running back once. Yeah. Um he is splitting carries, but I think as the season goes on, um he could be worth a, a pick in the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. How about yourself, Bill? Um, I suppose one lad I'm really thinking will have a good year is uh Michael Pittman. I'm, I'm liking him at uh the Colts. Um reason being is he he had an unbelievable year last year, and now this year he doesn't have Carson Winstrone on the ball, he has Matt Ryan, who is actually one of the best passers in the league for the last 15 years. Um, he, he's, he's been a points machine and there's no reason why he's going to stop now. Uh, he had, you know, obviously a very poor Atlanta team around him last year. So, um, yeah, I think Michael Pittman, because he's such, uh, he's head and shoulders above anyone else as the wide receiver one there. He's going to get most of the targets for them. Um, he might obviously lose it. He'll have to lose a few to someone else, obviously. But uh, he'll be the he'll be the one taking most of the targets. Uh, Ryan will be looking for him on his first read. Um, I think the Eagles have uh, there's a couple of Eagles players to watch out for. I suppose the one uh, I kind of think about is Devonta Smith. Uh, I think he could have a breakout season. Just AJ Brown on the opposite side of the field. If John was here now, he'd be he'd be nod smiling and agreeing with us. As their resident Eagles fan, but uh, I just think having AJ Brown on the other side of the pitch is going to free him up an awful lot. In that, uh, you know, they can only put their best receiver or the best cornerback on one of them. Um, and I think Smith has been uh, very, very good so far. So he's one. Uh, and a word of caution with any Eagles running back, they do not score touchdowns. Yeah. For any reason, there's a force field on the line that stops them. So it will, <laughs> it will go to the wide receivers or the run or the quarterback. 
Go on, Mel, sorry. Is that from a painful experience? Or sure. Miles Sanders, I think his, his ratio for yards to touchdowns was absolutely appalling. Like, and as soon as he actually looked like he was about to score, he broke his arm. So, uh, fantasy football, it give it and it take it away. It must have been that force field in the way. <laughs> it was. It absolutely nailed him. Broke his arm. Uh, the other one, I'm gonna. I don't know. Should this be in the sleepers, late round sleepers section, or ones to watch out for? And I can't believe I'm going to say these words. But Kirk Cousins in the late rounds, if you're not drafting a QB, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins to see is he available in the ninth or 10th round because he has an unbelievable set of receivers around him. He has a new coach. Mike Zimmer kind of did all he could, uh, which wasn't a whole pile for the last few years. Um, and I'm going to say he is... A, very, very good O-line in front of him to protect him as well. Um, he is like all he's scoring points kind of fairly consistently in the league uh, as a quarterback. He's not someone everyone will be looking out for. So you can pick up Kirk Cousins in the kind of uh, late yeah. mid-round, like from round eight to round, not even as early as that, probably around nine or ten is where I'd be looking. Uh, I think he'd be an unbelievable pickup for you. Uh, and, and like I said, he's thrown the ball to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen as well. So uh, what do you reckon, Ken? Am I? Um, yeah, look, there, there's a few there. Um, I, I personally, I, I don't think Cousins will even get drafted in our league uh, unless you unless you take him. And my, my reason for that is there's a few lads, the likes of Tua, Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, even the, the Jess boy Wilson when he gets fit, are going to be streaming options. Yeah. Like it, it could be the case where with a couple of games to go on the season, I've had a great season with Rodgers as my quarterback. But next thing, uh, the likes of Derek Carr is playing a woeful Atlanta defense. And I slip him in. So th- there's an awful lot of maneuvering with your second quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, look, and like, he, I'm not saying by any means to take Cousins in the early rounds. Like by no means am I saying he's up there with the, with the Mahomeses and the, the Josh Allen's. I'm just saying that because of the situation he finds himself in as the quarterback of what looks like a really good team, and he's not exactly terrible either. Like he is, he is a decent, serviceable quarterback. Like we said in the podcast many times, he's like your your 500 guy. But I think with the team he has around him, he's going to be better than 500 this year. And the two guys he has on either side catching the ball will only help him. So I'm going to say like round 10 to round 12. Look for uh, Kirk Cousins. I, I have a moral question for you, Bill. Yes. Are you stashing Deshaun? Uh, no, no, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the best said about that, the better. <laughs> no, but like it, it'll, it'll be if like he, he will be back for the last six or seven games of the season. Yeah, um, and, and look, it could be the like could be a a spanner in the works and like coming down to the last few games in the, in the season. So maybe keep an eye and on that. I don't think you'd be drafting him now, to be honest. You couldn't draft him the whole land to him, could you? Players do. Well, I don't think he's that. He's like, he's very, very good, but I don't think he's, he hasn't played in two years. Like. And that's very fair. Yeah. Uh, and just in case any Seahawks fans are, are listening, Geno Smith is the 36th ranked quarterback uh, in fantasy football. And he's just to remind you, there's, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL and he's the starting quarterback <laughs> that's how good your, your season's going to be uh, players to bust so I'm going to start this one off uh, now when I say bust I don't mean like they're going to be absolutely no uses we're kind of talking like 
with where you're drafting them, are they going to produce what you need them to produce by picking them where you're picking them? So the first one, I'm, I think we said it already, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Very he, worried. He is a kind. He's too. I think he's too risky. He could absolutely go back to the Christian McCaffrey he was two years ago, but I think it's far too much of a risk to take him in the first round. I'm I, like, if you're sitting at pick number eight or pick number ten and he's still there, then obviously you probably have to take that risk. But I'm I wouldn't be spent if I'm in the first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick, fifth pick. I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook. Uh, there's a, you know there's a good few guys there. I'm looking to before him. Um, so yeah, that's that's my. Uh, I'd worry for the likes of Devonte Adams in terms of his production. Yeah, um, I I don't know if it'll be a drop off equivalent to Julio Jones etc. last year. Um, but I I think the move mightn't the grass mightn't be as green on that side. Yeah. Um, who else? Tyreek Hill I think will suffer big time. Uh. I know it's kind of a running meme on the internet at the moment, but like Tua can't throw the ball the way that Mahomes can. He, he's nowhere near it. Yeah. Um, so I think the likes of those will will suffer. Um, in running backs, like I, I don't think McCaffrey will bust. I think it'll just be an it'll be his knee busting rather than rather than. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's too much risk. Like, yeah, he could bust. They don't get better with age. With, in, backs, with like. injury, <laughs> he could, but he is too. His his risk is twofold. He could bust with injury or. You know, the team just mightn't be good enough for defences to, you know, defences might just crowd the box and say, right, we're just going to take McCaffrey away as an option and just beat us in the air. Because, you know, they have Baker Mayfield and um, a bunch another of... Another boss, Bill, I think. And I, I loved I loved a bit of him last year, James Conner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I think as the feature back there, he might struggle. Uh, I think he was, he was excellent last year. But as the season went on, he's quite a good goal line back. Like he he'll put the chances away. He'll get you your twelve points, but there might be days there where you're you're getting very little, and especially if Arizona start to struggle the way we think that they might. Yeah, I'm gonna look to Cooper Cup as the next bust. Is that injury again? Uh, injury, but like he had a like otherworldly production compared to previous seasons, and uh, he's going now into a team that you know they have a uh, Robinson coming in on the other side of the ball. Um, I I just don't see him keeping up the same level of production. I don't. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. He's going to be very productive. But I, for where he's 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 down as like wide receiver, the second best behind Justin Jefferson. So I don't think he's uh he's up there with the likes of Chase Diggs, even Devonte Adams, C.D. Lamb. He, um, he is absolutely incredible. Though. Oh, he's class. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he'll see the same level as those guys this year. He'll be in that kind of next round down whereby you probably if you're like I wouldn't be taking him in the first three four five running backs I'd be I'd be probably looking to maybe the fifth sixth or seventh running back after board or oh, sorry receiver. Receiver. yeah in um, terms of guys being undervalued Bill just just quickly there yeah. like the DK Metcalf has dropped off the face of the earth in a lot of the predictions but is that fair is, with the with yeah but like yeah. It, it, is is the wide receiver good enough to circumvent a bad quarterback I, it yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because like, it, it it depends on just how bad their QB situation is, and by the sounds of things, it's bad. Um, like if you like, how many fifty fifty balls can you throw 
Like he'll probably win seventy percent of <laughs> all, them, but like all, but all of them are fifty fifties. Like <laughs> now, to be fair, like he'll win more than half of the fifty fifty balls that are thrown his way because he's just a monster. Look, he's 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 worth thinking about. Um, I to be honest, I would not know even where to take him. Um, I'd probably yeah, just yeah. stay away from him because if I if you know if he's sitting there and you're kind of wondering between one or the other, like and depends on where it is like if, if it's up against one of the I don't know, top 20 wide receivers I'm probably taking one of them before. yeah but put it this way someone like Sutton who isn't a patch on Metcalf as a, as a player they're, yeah they're no person but then you but, but but Sutton, then you have Sutton has been thrown the ball by um, Russell Wilson yeah. yeah Sutton is probably a lot more valuable to your to you than Metcalf who could be a top five wide receiver in the league but it's been thrown to them by the Jets' backup from 2016. Exactly. I think if, if if Metcalf was anywhere else, he'd probably be a good pickup. But the fact he has the worst QB in the league, apparently worse off than four of the non-starters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, another one, I suppose, one, one again that I'd be weary of with regards to, like, you have your Kelsey's and you have your George Kittles who've been massive tight ends. I'd be wary of Kyle Pitts. Again, just because he's the one that I'd be wary of him with regards to taking him early. In like, it, you know the way, like the Kelseys and the George Kittles, they go off the board potentially round two, round three. Sometimes, like I've seen him go in round one. Um, I wouldn't be putting Pitts in that echelon now. Where Pitts is at a huge advantage there is he's a matchup nightmare. He is. It, it's going to be little passes down the middle. He's making 20, 30 yards. He's adding it up and he's getting the touchdown. Like if he, if he, he's probably getting you 10, 11 points. Every yeah. Match. Look, I, I'd hope I, I like, I think he's a great player. I, my thinking is, and the reason I'm saying this is like, they're a one, they're a one pony show. Like that's pretty much it. Like who, who else are they, who else are they giving the ball to? And so it's very easy for a defense to, to set up, to make sure that, Pitts has the hardest time possible to get the ball and you probably beat the Falcons then, you know? Like Cordero Patterson is a journeyman and he's their he's their starting running back. Um but but there's, there's no safety in the league who can match Pitts. Look, yeah, but then you if you like if you have the right matchup and you set it up the right way, it's a very easy take away one trick pony, make him throw to your wide receivers, which you know, they don't have a whole, like they're, they're not stacked of wide receivers. So yeah, look, it, it's probably a bowler call in the previous two, but uh, I'm not saying for a minute that Pitts is not going to have a good season. What I am saying is be careful where you're picking him. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. Um, Zeke Elliott, another bust. Yeah. Like he, not only is his production going down year on year, it's also uh, the fact he's now jostling for snaps with uh, Pollard. So be careful where you're taking Zeke. And another one I kind of look at is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's a very, very, very good quarterback who has been an MVP multiple times. But I'm looking at his wide receivers for the year, and he does not have the depth that he had before. He's the quarterback equivalent of Metcalf there, I think. Yeah, but probably probably less urgent of a situation for his, his fantasy stock. But uh, I wouldn't be as... Um, you know, Rogers is always a QB. You're like, right, he's probably going to be early off the board with, with regards to QBs. I think you probably well, have to put him further down the list now. He's, he's predicted 12th there, Bill. Yeah. I'd have him down as low as 18th. Jesus, with the likes of two ahead of him or 
Um, like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Trey Lance, Wilson, Burrow, Brady, Prescott, even Stafford, like you said. Derek Carr is a fancy machine at times as well. Uh, like I'm kind of thinking Cousins is nearly like I'm I call the, the Vikings to beat uh to beat them and it, like Rogers Cousins, I don't think there'll be much in it. I'm even thinking Trevor Lawrence is gonna have a no, yeah, so I'm probably not taking Trevor Lawrence ahead of uh Rogers, let's be honest. But I'm just saying I think he's down that low, which is what 15th, 15 guys in yeah. ahead of him there. You probably should. That'll be a good pick. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of bus. I suppose the last place to go is later round sleepers. Like, who would you be looking to add value to your team in the later rounds? So, who, who's my Cooper Cup of this year? Is what you're saying? That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, give me all your tips and knowledge. Um, well, I hadn't much of a strategy for Cooper Cup last year. I just said, oh, I remember him. He used to be good before he got hurt. Um, yeah, you'd. I'm always terrified by the likes of. There's a few running backs there, Dayton. I'm always terrified by New England running backs because the likes of Damian Harris there can do yeah. a very serviceable job for any team. But Bill Belichick could go out to his garden and find someone in the cabbage patch and bring that person in, and that person is going for 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and he does it every single year. He just rolls. James White in the Super Bowl uh, comes to mind, but Ramondre Stevenson is also a good one. Yeah, um, Rashad Penny there for the Seahawks look like the second coming of Derrick Henry for the last three or four games of the season. Um, he was putting up stupid numbers. Had, had he like he he nearly thirty points in a couple of games there to finish the season. If he stays fit, could he be a weapon? Um. It's, 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 it's hard to know. Um, I, I liked a bit of Daryl Henderson last year, Bill, with with um with the, the, the Rams backup, but he, he's obviously behind Akers. How well does Akers come back? He didn't look great at the Super Bowl, um, but he's had a few months now to get fit. In terms of wide receivers, then late on, um you're kind of looking at guys, there's kind of a mixture of rookies and there's guys who can come back. DeAndre Hopkins has dropped off the face of the earth because he's been suspended for six games, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Performance enhancing drugs, wasn't it? He's surely worth a little seat there on the... There, that's a very good point, yeah. Uh, as a late round pick, like, uh, how late are we talking? You're probably, if you're picking him, he's he's so elite, you're probably looking round four to round seven, maybe somewhere it, in there. It's a long season, like if, if you win a couple of games, yeah, you're sitting pretty for the playoffs. Yeah, like you can't uh, really take him in your first three picks at all. Maybe round four, probably not. Probably round five, you're looking for uh for Hopkins to be there. Now uh, it's hardly it's hardly a sleeper pick for uh for uh DeAndre Hopkins. But no, a, but lot, of, a lot of guys might forget about him. And this is another one that like a, a beginner might think, oh, Devon DeAndre Hopkins, uh, he is unbelievable. We'll pick him up and then not realizing that uh He's out for the first six games or whatever it is. Could be more. I'm not sure. We'd have to check that one. Um, yeah, anyone else kind of lighten, lighten your candles in the late rounds? Um, just looking through them there. Like there's, there's some teams are just nuclear for me. Like the likes of the Giants, I don't want any of their wide receivers. No. Um, they're just, yeah, they're, they're, they're horrible. They, they, they're just horrible strategies. They, they just can't seem to get anything going at all. 
the like the locket there is very very tantalizing predicted to go kind of is it uh the 40th wide receiver off the board tyler lockett could be a top 20 wide receiver in the league at least um in the right circumstances but then you don't know how the quarterback like geno smith could come out and decide to play a very simple game and hit the lights of lockett for 80 90 yards and a touchdown every match and because you're absolutely singing uh, I, I mentioned Chris Alave earlier uh, Garrett Wilson for the Jets I think in the long run will be very very good uh, picked 8 or ninth overall in the draft this year but the, 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 the schedule is from absolute hell and he's going to get the absolutely murdered for the first 9 or 10 games I'm not touching him lastly maybe Devonta Parker Bill oh he's on my list interesting one you, yeah. you showed him off me uh, you, got, you can continue so so yeah, no, he's he's uh he's been by a mile the Patriots' uh, number one receiver through preseason. I know preseason is not much to go by, but uh, I think uh, he is the kind of I I don't want to say he is the guy um that's going to lift the Patriots to success, but he's the guy that Mac Jones is going to look to on, on his first read. I reckon a lot of the time. So Devonta well, is not further than five yards away. <laughs> we have our issues but uh, yeah Devontae Parker is one I had listed um, probably not a late round sleeper but probably mid round uh, if you're looking for a quarterback like Jalen Hurts wasn't exactly one of the elites last year but he's he's looking like he's uh, it's, it's the run game that makes it for him yeah yeah he's one to yeah. really watch uh, with regards to QB like if you're I'd even think as early as the fourth or fifth round, whereby uh, the the running backs and the wide receivers start to dry up, and then people start looking to tight ends and the elite QBs. I'd say he's probably in that elite QB conversation um, with regards to fantasy, um, and particularly because he has the run game, but he also has massive amount of weapons around him. So, um, David Njoku is one I I uh, I have here as as a late round sleeper. It, this is kind of one where if you miss out in the top tight ends, he's one that I'd be saying, mm, right, okay, I'm stuck for a tight end here. He'd be one ever, 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 ever fit. The, yeah, look, he's worth a pop in the eleventh round. Is what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? He's a he's a he's a guy who could pop off if he stays fit. Um, so. He, he's he's just a kind of a man mountain. Um, so he kind of strikes me as a, a Darren Water type character, but he's just, like I said, never fit. So if he finds a season where he's fit, I wouldn't be taking him in the early rounds by any means. This is a conversation about later on sleepers. It's, so, it's, an, it's an awful pity for Noah Fant. He was part of uh, Russell Wilson's trade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'd have been absolutely unbelievable there. I know he's in uh, he's in football, uh, football hell there football in, in hell. Seattle. Um, the, another one that's probably it's funny that we're calling this a, a later on sleeper uh, Julio Jones uh, he's not a sleeper don't touch him I would take him in the like late, you say don't touch him I'd take him like in the late rounds um, Bill, no, you might as well add, you might as well add Tebow there I think he's he's still knocking around as an option isn't he as a free agent yes uh, two more that I have uh, now probably Julio Jones might not be the best of shouts but uh, late rounds again. If you're if you're kind of tossing up for third string wide receivers, Julio Jones is probably a way I'd go. Um, again, shaking his head. Jamison Williams, the try lines, one of the best wide receivers coming out of college. He's carrying an injury into the season, so he will not be available. So I would be thinking like late 
14th, 15th round. It depends. Like you, you, I, I would have him on your roster because when he comes back and he is fit, you're looking the, the, at him like the only that? way I draft him, Bill, is if it, if you were talking about a dynasty league. He's coming off a bad injury, like he is, but I think he's that good that like he will be benefit to your team. Not quite like like you're talking about Hopkins being uh, available uh, after six games. I think it's around the same timeline he has, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it, it's it's a rookie who's missed all of training camp, all of the settling in, all of the drills, etc. It, it's not like it's it's DeAndre Hopkins coming back in. I I do like like I I think I think I, like uh, I'll put it this way like um I'm not drafting him as in he's I, the I kind might, of the lad yeah, he's the kind of the lad I I'd put in a waiver bid for him maybe I'll put it this way Jamar Jamar Chase did his ACL uh late uh, his last year in college and obviously he had a year out before he uh before he came he took his senior year off. He, yeah, he was fit. He was fit through pretty. My yeah, that's, that's and and that is the difference. To be fair, that's but like Jamar Chase had an unbelievable year. Jameson Williams was one of the most hotly touted wide receivers coming out of college. Yeah, um, no, I fully agree. So that's why I'm thinking like in the late rounds, it, like you're realistically you're picking up trash in the late rounds anyway. What I'm saying is he's he's a good uh, he's a good option to have on the bench, keep him there for a year if you can afford to, and. Uh, yeah. Are you surprised with the position and the likes of Adam Thielen, 35th wide receiver they're projecting? Yeah, I am. I, I, I think it, the, the problem there is he has Justin Jefferson on the other side, so he's he's not a, he's no longer the wide receiver one, but he's a hell of a wide receiver too. Um, but anyway, the last guy on my list is a guy called <laughs> Pacheco. I hope I'm saying that right. Um Isaiah Pacheco, I think is his name. Um, let me just double check that that is his name. But the reason I'm touting him for the later rounds is he is the running back for the – he's a third string currently for the Kansas City Chiefs. He They drafted him. They like what they've seen in preseason. And also, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hasn't exactly set the world alight in Kansas he, City. So he, he, he's ready to move to Clyde, isn't he? So that's what I'm thinking is is if you take this guy in the later rounds, he's not currently the, the first running back, but a few average to low average games from Edwards Alaire. And, and I think what, what you're highlighting there, Bill, it, it's quite a good strategy. Like I rolled the dice on Sermon last year, who the 49ers took in the third round to read a running back. Yeah. And then you picked Mitchell off waivers. And Mitchell was the guy that I thought Sermon was. Yeah. And he carried he carried your fantasy team for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So like it's always like it is it is a massive roll of the dice, but you need to take that in the last couple of rounds. Yeah, definitely. And no sad before we kind of wrap it up. Um don't obsess too much. I think the American economy loses is it three or four billion on fantasy football every year. Um <laughs> So any teachers there, don't don't be checking your fantasy team during the the morning tutorial. Um, it's very bad policy. Yes, uh, <laughs> I suppose to round it off, uh, there's one or two kind of useful Twitter pages that you can keep an eye on coming up to your draft. Uh, there's a guy called Alex Caruso. Uh, there's a guy called Sal Vetri, V E T R I. Um, also, was very helpful, um, especially starting off. If, if you just Google search or even search on Twitter. Uh, fantasy cheat sheets uh, fantasy football cheat sheets uh, one or two should come up they're very handy just to keep an eye on and like, you can 
tick guys off as they come off the board and just kind of follow that as a way. Because in general, someone who's uh, bothered enough to make a cheat sheet probably knows what you're talking about. So um, more so than you will if you're just uh, starting out. Uh, and I suppose if you want some NFL news to keep to keep going throughout the season, to keep an eye on injuries as they happen, to keep an eye on suspensions, uh, obviously Adam Schefter is a good Twitter page to follow. Any other ones to add on that, Ken? You, you're a good uh, news uh yeah like Schefter is kind of the main one yeah. to be honest mo- most of the news i get it's, it's it's all jets beat writers so i'm just in a in a little protective bubble. and no one wants to listen to that <laughs> we're, we're a particular breed so um yeah all right we'll leave it there so uh thanks for listening i hope we were of some benefit to uh to anyone who's listened to us um so do appreciate uh you tuning in and uh make sure and uh Go out and win your fancy leagues. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. See you in the next one.